a celebration of life, love, laughter, and tradition, Fiddler on the Roof returns to the stage in this new, highly acclaimed Broadway in Chicago run, featuring the classics Tradition, If I Were a Rich Man, Sunrise, Sunset, Matchmaker, Matchmaker, and To Life, To Life, Lechaim. Fiddler on the Roof will introduce a new generation to this uplifting celebration that raises its cup to joy and, of course, to life. This show is one week only at the Cadillac Palace Theater, May 17th through 22nd. Tickets are at broadwayinchicago.com. And Mishkan Chicago gets a special discount code, $45 middle balcony tickets for May 17th, 18th, and 19th with code ROOF45. Can I just say, as a rabbi and someone who believes that Fiddler on the Roof is actual Torah, this is an incredible opportunity for anyone wanting to deepen the love they already have for a classic Jewish story or fall in love with it for the first time. Cadillac Palace Theater, May 17th through 22nd, broadwayinchicago.com, special discount code ROOF45. Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan, Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parshat Emor, Speak, Guess Who's Talking to Who? We'll start with a brief recap. God tells Moshe to talk to the priests and tell them about their special laws of purity concerning things like marriage and bodies of the deceased. The laws also specify rules around bodily traits and certain disabilities and explain who is and is not allowed to eat the priest's portion of the sacrifices. We also learn that blemished animals may not be offered for a sacrifice, nor can we castrate animals, offer them as sacrifices before they're eight days old, or slaughter a mother and child on the same day. Finally, we learn which laws we can transgress if our lives are endangered and which ones we must allow ourselves to be killed for. Then the Parsha changes subject and discusses laws for many holidays, such as eating matzah on Passover and bringing an Omer barley offering, counting the Omer for the next seven weeks and then celebrating Shavuot, afflicting ourselves on Yom Kippur and sounding the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, We get a brief interlude to tell us to leave parts of our field untouched so the poor can come harvest what they need. And then we learn about the laws of Sukkot, which includes sitting in booths for seven days, taking the four species of etrog, palm, myrtle, and willow, and being joyful. Finally, we get laws about the kind of oil we can use in the temple, the laws of the showbread that have to be displayed, a story about a person who was put to death for blasphemy, and the penalties for murder, property damage, and personal injury. Wild ending there, I know. I want to rewind, though, to the beginning of the Parsha, where we once again have to face some laws that feel almost impenetrably difficult for 2022. The Torah disqualifies any priest with a mum, literally translated as a blemish, though the Torah uses it to describe a physical disability or any kind of physical trait that seems different. So the fact that the Torah calls disability a blemish or a defect and excludes people from positions of power if they have this kind of visible difference hurts. It's ableist. It's exclusionary. And there's no reason given for it. And I don't like it. It makes me really angry. And I want to echo Rabbi Stephen's explanation from last week that sometimes the Torah lets us down. And that confronting parts of the tradition that are imperfect or even hurtful reminds us that we can and should be improving on the tradition and working towards a more just world. I don't have and I don't want to try to give any kind of excuses for this text. Just love for people who are or have been hurt by this part of the Torah. And I want to share a commentary by the Kliakar, a late 16th century Polish rabbi who often defends the rights and experiences of the oppressed. He notes that this part of the Torah is only concerned with external appearances and asks nothing of the spirit of the priests. 
He claims that these priests who are excluded because of their disability have souls that are unblemished, perfect, which is why they're still allowed to eat the sacrificial meat even if they're barred from temple service. To me, this says that while it is unfair for the Torah to use physical differences to exclude, our access to holiness and to Jewish ritual should be judged on the basis of our spirit, not our body. The Kliakar then takes it even a step further. He notes that the Torah bars anyone of the priestly line who is, to quote, Asher Bo Mum, who has on him a blemish. Again, we can and should take issue with the fact that this word is applied to disability. But the Kliakar says that those Asher Bo Mum, who have an external difference of appearance, these people are fundamentally different from those Asher Mum Bo, who are internally blemished. These are the people we should be concerned about in our post-temple world. These people who think themselves perfect because of how they look, and who don't care what kind of person they are. I love this commentary because it doesn't excuse the Torah's verses or try to explain them away, but it helps us reframe the Torah in a way that's relevant and instructive to us. We should not be talking about excluding people on the basis of ability. We should be looking at people deeply to see what their soul reflects about who they are. So I want to offer a blessing to those priests in the temple who, regardless of their physical experience, strove to bring their whole soul to their life in the temple, who did the hard work of maintaining emotional and spiritual integrity. And to all of you who might sometimes feel more seen for what you look like than who you are, I hope you will be blessed to find community and loved ones who value your spirit, who see you as whole and perfect just the way you are. See you next week.